She's coming to town. <laughs> DJ PK. Who's this? The one, the only, Barry Manilow. Oh, Mandy. It's time for Hot Takes or Toast, brought to you by Utah Facial Plastics. Losing your hair, it's 2021, and you don't have to. UFP Hair Restoration offers a range of cutting-edge therapies to restore thick hair permanently. Just text HAIR to 801-960-3137 for 15% off any hair loss treatment. Okay. Or visit www.utahairmd.com. You have to give a shout-out to Dick Van Dyke. Today's his birthday, 96. 96. His spouse is 46 years younger than him. Santa Claus is coming to town. <laughs> <laughs> the big five O's. You have a party? Black balloons? Make fun of her age? Wait, I'm 96. I can't make fun of you for turning 50. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> chitty, chitty, bang, bang. hey <laughs> I knew that was coming. I just, I, there's one movie that you can reference here that I, just, I knew it was coming. We start singing Too Sweet now, we're really going to have a problem. Yeah, we've been in big trouble. <laughs> Uh. Question of the morning. Don't you have to be excited for Kalani Sataki and BYU for his unprecedented contract? Yeah, you know, I've negotiated several contracts in my uh, radio career, and all of them have been precedented. None of them have been unprecedented. <laughs> That's not true. That's <laughs> too true. You had one that was unprecedented. Yes, you did. Yeah, but I didn't know it at the time. Okay. Nobody said it was unprecedented. I could have told you it was unprecedented. Oh, I bet, bet Ryan Hatch did. <laughs> and here we are. Yep. And Kalani getting an unprecedented. It's not just about him. It's about the commitment to the program. That's exciting. If I'm a BYU fan, I'm ecstatic. Because the reality is, and I'm writing about that, they'll post it here this morning, that this unprecedented for Kalani means nothing. This is not an ironclad two-way commitment. He can leave tomorrow they could fire him the day after. Okay, technically both those things are true. It's happened a million times. But realistically, that's not going to happen. You don't know that. This you have no idea. This can down the road two years. I don't think it does at all. No. But you don't think he has an unprecedented buyout? I don't care about buyout? that. I don't care about any of that. Okay. That's not the issue. His contract is not the issue here. The issue is the commitment that the university is making to the football program. That's the story. <clears throat> Coaches get contracts all the time. They get outrageous amounts of money all the time. If in two years, if SC throws $20 million at him, he's going to take it. And if he's, if it just kicks the can two years, that's tomorrow, metaphorically. That's true. I agree so with that. That, that. To me, that's not the biggest issue here. The biggest issue is the commitment to the program to fund it at the level it needs going into the Big 12. That's the storyline that dwarfs any money that they're paying a coach and assistant coach. Good on those guys for getting money. Yeah. I've already been joking with the guys about this over the weekend, and they've been laughing, going back and forth. That's all great. The houses they're going to buy, the vacations they're going to take. That yeah, kind of oh stuff. yeah, and the private jets and Sweet. the and the you know the caddies and the you know you can or, laugh about the private jets, but there's actually an angle to that, don't you think? 
if they get involved in that stuff, that's all great. But to me, it's I was about, talking about for the recruiting. Team. I understand that. Yeah. And if they get involved in that, it's great. I don't know that all of it all the time is going to be private jet. Uh, if you go look at a kid in Logan, I don't think they're going to private jet you up there. You're going okay. to have to drive. So recruiting is a grind either way. I mean, yeah, so, but if you're going on a 48-hour trip and you spend sure. four, five, six hours driving to an airport, getting through security, sitting and waiting for your flight, sitting while they board the plane, and someone else is on a private jet and they see however many more schools and however many more kids, over time, but, that's a disadvantage. Right, but not every recruiting ship is going to be private jet. No question. So they're going to they're they're going to the grind is going to be there. They're going to recruit BYU Alpine. And after you land and you're stuck in a hotel for four days, uh, it, it's still a grind, and you're you're away from family. But it's part of the job if you don't want to get out. So yeah. I can't feel too sorry for you because you know full well going in that that's what you're going to have to do, and that's probably. Uh, the most important work you're going to do. If you listen to Kyle Whittingham a thousand times over, it's recruiting, recruiting, recruiting. Give me all the plaudits you want, but it's recruiting. Two things. It's recruiting and developing. That's how you have a successful program at the start. You've got to do other things, too, but you need that. Those are requirements. They're mandatory for success, recruiting and development. You must have it. So I think the biggest story here is that they're they're looking to fund the program. That's what you read in between what Tom is saying, if you can listen to what he's saying. And if you have been told stuff like we have so much, the public doesn't really get access, and some of some of you do, but we get it. And they've had a number of coaches now who have left. Uh, used to be for years, you know, there was, our, I mean, I remember when Norm Chow went to North Carolina State, it was almost like a scandal. <laughs> he's he's actually How could a leaving. You guy leave. <laughs> yeah, right? remember that? It was, it, was such it was a really big deal at yeah. the time. Yeah, or really coaches big. come and go all the time now, and it's happened at BYU. They they change and they get new guys and they move on and blah 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 blah. You can't even keep track of them where they are uh, because they jump around so much. So and then, and then consequently, you get to know some of these guys, and then they can tell you stuff. And I've heard. I would say probably 25 times BYU is cheap. That very quote, different sports from different assistants, outgoing and incoming and guys who are have been on the staff. That's the reality of the situation. If you want to take a shot at me because I'm saying it, by all means do. I don't care anymore. Um, unless I come on here and drop a bunch of F-bombs, I'm sort of untouchable now, so I don't have to worry about any of that stuff anymore. I've got my stuff. It may not be up unprecedented, but I've got outstanding security, so I don't really care if you like me. I'm telling you what I've heard. This is what they've said. And if you listen to Tom, what he's saying is, no more. We're up in our game. That's the big story here. If I'm a BYU fan, I'm ecstatic with that. The question we all came away with is, to what level? But it's clearly up. Yes. And he said, if we have to adapt, we'll adapt. You know, did they up it? Are they paying middle? And, and not just paying, because you're right. Paying the head coach matters, because if you don't pay the head coach, you'll lose the head coach. Because he'll win, and he'll end up going somewhere else. But I would assume at least to the middle of the Big 12. But it's not just that. It's about keeping assistant coaches. 
And it's not just that. It's about the recruiting budget. And then it's whatever you need in the training facilities. And Samson Nakua was on a couple segments ago and said, well, the, the training room. That's clearly, you just haven't been at Utah and at BYU. He can identify that. And presumably, any recruit in an on-campus visit touring facilities could identify it as well. Uh, well, he can compare right. uh, on that stuff. This room's older. This room's smaller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it matters. It does. Uh, right. And analysts to to help you. Yes. Uh, to be able to how much film can your you see of how many kids, whether it's high school kids, kids in the transfer portal. You can only watch film so fast. You're going to need more eyeballs on more film. Yeah. And that's just the stuff we know. I'll bet Kalani and uh, Tom and and whoever else at BYU, because there were certainly, they indicated there were more than just those two people, and common sense would tell you there were more than just those two people involved in trying to figure out where are we behind, where do we need to catch up, because we do not want to go into the Big 12 and get destroyed. Right. They have to be competitive. I was looking at Big 12 salaries over the weekend to just get a feel. TCU paid Gary Patterson $6.1. 6. And that was the top. Yeah. Here's the other thing. Well, Lincoln Riley was. Right. I, when I did it, I threw out Oklahoma and Texas because they're not going to be in the league. But you're right. And Sarkeesian was either third or fourth. But if you take the new and the numbers, it's kind of a mix going forward um, because we know some of the numbers for 2022, the new coaches coming in. Uh, Texas Tech um, is paying and, uh, and TCU. Dykes', Dykes contract is not unprecedented because Patterson was getting 6.1 and Dykes is probably around about $4.5 million. Give or take a couple hundred thousand. Well, that's what Gundy's in there. there. Gundy's you're, a, you're not going in there to be average. You're Gundy's, going in to win. Gundy's 4-1. Yeah. Campbell and Holgerson are at $4 million. Holgerson's at Houston. They're not in the league yet, but they will be. Yeah. And so that means the middle of, the, of what we know, because we don't know a rand at Baylor. Like BYU, it's private. It's not subject to Freedom of Information Act requests yeah. the same way. I know what we know TCUs. Right. Same thing. They, that, they announced, well, we don't know it... Um, Specifically, what we know is that they announced it was uh, there was a report that was just under thirty million for six years. I think Fickle's the fifth best paid at Cincinnati with the undefeated season at three point four million. The bottom half of the league, and you don't want to be the bottom half of the league, but the bottom half of the league is paying coaches two point three to three point one million dollars, and there's nobody below two point three. And those are base salaries. There's bonuses. There's always wiggle room because. Some bonuses can be five grand, some can be fifty, some can be a hundred grand. And oh yeah, how, how I mean, Kyle's going to clean up on bonuses this year, right? His bonuses are going to be enough to. Some coaches have bonuses for like the sixth win, being bowl eligible bonus. And some have them built and, and for every graduation after that. rates and Grad, yada yada, yeah, team right. GPA and yada. I mean, yep. they, there's like five hundred of them. Everybody's got the you know for the division and for winning the conference and, and winning the Rose Bowl. You can find these contracts online. I'm going to ask them. Kyle for money if they win the Rose Bowl. Nice. Why not? Good call. All he can do is say no. <laughs> he probably will. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can get a sandwich or green fees out of them, but literally getting the cash green fees. Nothing. Not a chance, huh? Well, he's, he's getting them waved for you. Yeah, you know? yeah. But that's okay. the same thing. That's okay. the equivalent thereof. <laughs> and for the food, you know, they'll be like leftover team meal. You know, they'll they'll have you know two hundred post game sandwiches. Players will take one hundred and eighty. You'll get one of the twenty that's left. I don't know if I should say this, but I'm going to anyway. All right. Uh, was it one time? I was at a, a private place, and I got invited. A friend's brother has a membership, right? Uh-huh. 
and it extends to the friend. So the friend out of town comes in, says, hey, you want to play? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, man, it's you know, big time dough. Mm-hmm. So I go in there. You pay, you pay more for golf than you ever think you're going to pay in your life when you hear that number. And the guy had already paid for me. Nice. Right? Well, but I had to, but he, just because he checked in, he checked in. Oh, okay. So you still got no, it. He wasn't, he wasn't comping me. Yeah. So I went, I went in and uh, I don't know if I should say this. No, I'm not going to say it. I changed my mind. You're leaving his hand. Oh, come on. Continue. Do you know this story? <laughs> I do not know this story. I don't know this I story. want to hear it. <laughs> if no. I do, I don't recognize it no. yet. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to say it. Go ahead. Well, yeah, come on, dude. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to say it. I changed my mind. I changed my mind. Oh, man. I trust my instincts. <laughs> you walk to the edge of the cliff, and then you turn around and walk away. <laughs> I know. Sometimes that's the best thing to do. Since when did you start? No, I got, I got a thing in my head. You I mean, do not. I would have been fired a long time ago. Are you kidding me? If I said everything that came into my head? Oh my gosh, you've been holding back? <laughs> you've been holding back? Yes. I, as what I'm, percentage do you hold back? Like a tenth of one percent? <laughs> well, it's uh, for this community, it's, it probably wouldn't be acceptable. Oh, so, okay. Uh, yeah, back off. Yeah. Okay, absolutely. fine. And sometimes I get myself in trouble, but it's been a while. So. Mm. But go on, continue. Break break it down. Do what you do. Win your, uh, win your award. <laughs> I don't think Kalani's going to be award. getting five, six million. But I don't see, I don't think he's looking for five, six million either. I think he's looking for competitive, and I don't want to. I don't want to have this Pollyannish view. Oh, it's not about the money. BS. Because <laughs> he could just take yeah three hundred and forty grand yeah. instead of three point four million. Yeah. Take ten percent of what the middle of money the always matters. It always matters. There's just never a time that it doesn't. I don't ever want to hear that. But I think the important story here is the assistance yes. and being able to outfit the program because these guys. I'm, I'm telling you, they have all already thought about it, pondered it. It's not like they're obsessed about it, but they understand that the, and, and uh, Tom talked about it too, that it's going to be difficult. This is basically, there's a quote and my story will be posted here this morning that, and I transcribed the thing uh, over the weekend that uh, basically he's saying that it's to the level of maybe even more than we anticipate. It would be the most difficult thing that we have undertaken. And I think he's talking about since they've been there, uh, this will be more difficult than going independent. And he sh- I, think, I think it's true because I, this, this conference is going to be a good f- athletic conference, particularly when we're just dealing with football now. I mean, you've got a number of marquee programs, and I don't give a crap that Texas and Oklahoma left. I just don't care. How did that, how did that BYU-Baylor go? How, yeah. how'd, that, how'd that feel? Cincinnati, Houston, these are fine, fine football programs, and they're paying their guys big-time dough. And I've got to assume I'm not close to either any of these schools. I've been to some of them for sure, but I don't know the ins and outs. I haven't walked their facilities, some of their you know their campuses and all that stuff, uh, but not to the level I have here. And they, these guys have. They know what it's about, and they know that improvements need to be made. And they've been talking about it because it's just right around the corner. It's, in terms of recruiting, it's already here. You're recruiting against Power 5 programs, and you have been for a number of years. Now for sure you are because you've been recruiting against all Pac-12 schools. 
because a lot of these kids, especially the LDS kids, are from the western part of the country, and you want them to have Pac-12 offers because that means they're probably good. So with that in mind, they've been recruiting against it. Now you're going to be competing against this. And Bronco talked about this. He talked about it when he got the job uh, after a year or so, how the Power Five is an entirely brand new game. And it is true. It is. And so these guys have been nervous about this, or maybe, I don't know if nervous is the right word, but concerned, whatever it is, about going into this conference and not having everything lined up for them to allow them to compete. And that's the message that I took from Tom Homo. Kalani, you know, he didn't really want to talk about it. Because there was Tom, and it was Tom's job Friday afternoon to do the majority of the talking. And he did. And I thought he nailed it in a manner that said it without just revealing everything. I thought it was an excellent press conference that they had. And Tom took what? What would you say? He took the lead, and he said what needed to be said. He probably did like three quarters of the talking. Yeah. There were a few specific times. Right. Um, obviously, they both had to say something off the top, and there were a few specific questions to Kalani. Um, but when it and was, Kalani at one point did drop, I'm so happy. Yeah, but the, and the he thing was about reserved it, most of the time. Any question was thrown out there kind of generally. Tom always took the lead on answers, and he should have because this was about the program. This wasn't great. You're extending the, the individual man to 2027. That's awesome, but there's no guarantee he's going to be the coach in 2027. So. I, I sort of look at that stuff, that's great, but what does it mean? I don't know what it means. I hope it means that he's the coach in 2027. <laughs> that's but, a long way away to yeah, worry about that. Right. I mean, he's already six years in. If somebody gets, if you hire a coach and the coach is there for 10 years, you've done a lot of winning, your program's pretty stable because they didn't turn and run. And then anything after 10 years is gravy because in any given year you can take a snapshot of the college football coaches who've stayed on the job a decade, and it's a short list. And it's and and you know, even if you're a casual fan, you probably know most of the names and most of the faces, right? And the the number of assistants in 2027, they're probably going to be gone, and you want a lot of them to get head coaching jobs, whether it's you know the Mountain West or Me whatever too, level. Great, but the thing that's most important about that because that will happen, you don't want to bring in somebody who's a rookie. This is the first time they've had a non-rookie calling plays in years. Or an eye the second time. Yes. But, but the but the only time he called plays was at BYU. He had his rookie and his second tour of duty there. Yeah, he left. He wasn't a coordinator when he went to Arizona, right? Am I missing it? He was the run game coordinator down there is what his title was. Not the same thing. Right. So you, everybody they hire are rookies. You don't want that. You don't want that because the Big 12, they're not hiring rookies unless it's somebody who has, you know, like Kyle was a rookie head coach. But even that, he'll tell you that he was a much better head coach with years of experience. You'd prefer to have somebody with experience. And A-Rod is the first guy as an offensive coordinator who actually called plays before he got that job. And they really didn't miss a beat. I can argue that they've been better. This year. This year was a tougher schedule. Now, actually, A-Rod has been calling plays for two years. If you wondered what that two was about. Two uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He started calling, I think, uh, Boise. Uh, the uh, What's his face? When Romney came in and Boise and ran, was undefeated. They ran a trick play, and I said, yeah. uh, That's not that was Grimes. a great, great play call by Grimes. And you said, 
are you sure that was Grimes? No, it was not. It was Aaron. <laughs> and it was literally, it was the first game. Yes. Yeah. 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 So that became you, clear later. But <laughs> the point I'm making is you need experience. The days, and they actually did this. They hired a high school coach to be an offensive coordinator, a lower level high school coach. And we all love Ty Detmer, but those are it the facts. Work. Those are the facts, man. That those you can't have that, and so that's what. So whether Kalani's there or not, I hope he is. But but the the, the pool for paying assistance has got to keep pace with what the Big Twelve. It paying. most definitely does, man. It most definitely does. You look at some of these guys and their assistance that they're making. They're making in the millions now, and you've got to be able to do it. And the great thing about it is. I don't think that a head coach at football will be a non-LDS guy. And I know the track lady, is that what she was, the country? I'm, country. I've had that said to me like 10 times. Okay. What do you freaking do? When it's football, <laughs> let me know. Yes. Because the exposure level. And, and good level, for her. That's awesome. Yeah. The exposure level is way different. But the fact is, those rules don't apply to assistants. So anybody who wants to say, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll abide by your rules. And then go and take the job and it's got a lot of experience and then the reality is that uh, BYU people don't care if he drinks coffee or not. Uh, and I, one, one high, high, high level assistant. <laughs> I know this story. <laughs> he would come up here, buy his, uh, get some beer, put it in a trunk, drive into the house, put the garage down, take it out, and he wasn't like he was a drunk or anything. He just enjoyed some... But I don't know. I don't think BYU people even care about that. These are our rules. They're not in your rules. And so we're. this is what we adhere to, but we don't... I don't think they look down on somebody. And this guy had a... He had a... A decorated career. So he's long out of it now. But he had a decorated career as a, a football coach. And so the point being is that you can get some really qualified assistants, and they need to. Uh, if A-Rod gets a head coaching job, Nevada, I just throw that out there. I don't know if he's up for Nevada or whatever. Uh, Tuiaki, we know. What was it? Some big sky schools last year, right? Montana State. Yeah. And so you you actually want that, but what you want is then to be able to, whether it's somebody on your staff or it's somebody outside, you want to be able to have qualified assistants because you're going up against qualified assistants in the Big 12 and th- that's why Friday was a great day for BYU football. Not just qualified. You'll be going up against elite. Okay. There will okay. be some of the best of the best at the top of the Big 12. That's where the league is right now. And just check their resumes. I mean, they, they speak for themselves. Yeah, I don't think Cincinnati, Houston, or, or Central Florida are going backward. I got to say, when we, and we did this independently. We didn't talk about it, but it was a natural thing to do. What is everybody getting paid? And you can scour the internet. You can come up with it pretty quickly. If you yes. have 15 minutes to kill today, uh, any of our listeners, you can you can find all the numbers for yourself. They're out there. I was stunned to see Malzon's number was $2.3 million. I was really surprised to see that. I mean, that's a lot of money in the real world, but that is not a lot of money in college football, especially if you expect to have a ranked team and expect to be discussed for major bowls and playoffs. And that's where UCF is now. They've had those undefeated oh, yeah, seasons. Yeah, They're yeah. not going backwards. They're moving to the Big Twelve. I was shocked he was at two point three million. Really? And I would expect. I, I guess so. Yeah, and I, I hadn't thought about it. I but was yeah. a little surprised to see Holgerson at four. 
for whatever reason, and that was just probably stupid on my part, I thought mm, not more so money much. in Florida than in Texas. And when I thought about it, I'm like, no, come on. <laughs> well, he wouldn't leave West Virginia for a... a right, exactly. Unless he was... Uh, <clears throat> the vultures were circling. circling. So if you go um, middle of the conference, not having the number for Baylor and, and BYU... The 12-team league going forward, throwing Oklahoma and Texas to the side here. Uh That's 10 teams in the league, and the 5th and 6th salaries that are out there publicly are $3.1 and $3.4 million. So if they went through all of this at BYU and Kalani didn't end up in the low to mid threes, I'd be surprised. You may know the number. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't don't know the number. I didn't care about the number. I would be surprised. And then across the board... I would be thinking, and and you have to factor across all this the board in. is Chris, exclu- extremely important. Yes, but Chris Hill always made a point of this. He said, and the and the Pac twelve is different because the real estate in Seattle, L A, and San Francisco is so crazy. And Chris would always say, you yes. you got to get the numbers, but then you got to dig down a couple layers under the numbers. We don't have to pay people here. And he, and he said this a decade ago before our housing market went yeah, nuts. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, but he said, we don't have to pay people here what they're paying in L.A., San Francisco, and Seattle. It's not as expensive to live here. You, the Pullman and Salt Lake and Tucson are different housing markets. So you've got to factor that stuff in. He said, on the other hand, we might have to spend more on flights for uh, recruiting because we got to go to L.A. and two schools just have to drive around L.A. Okay. So yeah, yeah, you've yeah. always got to factor in, get the number, then factor in the story behind the number. And be well, you'll have to do that in the Big 12. But if they aren't getting all these areas to at least the middle of the Big 12, then everyone shouldn't be so fired up. Listening to Tom talk, I assumed all those. And sometimes, even though Kalani didn't say anything, there are a few times he started shaking his head. Well, yeah, he, he agreed to the deal, so it's got to be. He's, right. he's obviously comfortable with it, or he wouldn't have agreed to it. So I don't really if the I don't worry about how much he's making. If the middle isn't good enough, then they'll have to adapt. And that's what Tom was getting at, I think. He wasn't going to say the numbers. He's just well, not going to spill it. Determine what determine I we got we got an open segment, don't we? Yeah. All right, I can get it on the other side. DJ and PK, it's 975 at 1280 the zone.